1: the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team
0: um you are listening to the garlic fries and baseball guys podcast sam Loveman, joe shassi coming at you every week whether the giants are good or bad make sure you're listening reviewing subscribing sharing telling other people about it all part of the odyssey sports network here at 95 7 the game Again, I think it's very easy right now to complain about kind of where things are at with the Giants. You go on Twitter, it's all over the place. You go on Giants Reddit, you see it there. Everyone's complaining about the Giants right now. I think it takes a real OG, though, to not just complain, but to also come up with solutions, you know, and that's what I want to do here. I'm tired of complaining about this team, Shasky. I want to come up with ways that how can the Giants actually get better? Because, frankly, the way the Giants are operating right now it, it, it it's a no-go. It does not work. Tom Verducci actually just came out with an article in Sports Illustrated uh, today really just tearing into the Giants. being he, Basically, the article was, if this is the future of baseball, I want no part of it. Pointing out what the Giants are doing and saying that it's just it's this is not a fun brand of baseball. One number that he brought up, he brought up a bunch of numbers. I'll get into those in a second. But one I want to get off right off the rip. Since 2016, Shasky, the Giants have lost 26% of their paying attendance. Wow. Since 2016. And this isn't, just under farhan this is a slide that started under brian sabian and bobby evans now this isn't a way to throw them under the bus but it is a way to point out that farhan was brought in to change things and yet he's continuing trends that got brian sabian and bobby evans to be shown the door which begs the question where is this change happening? Yes, the farm system's better. Yes, guys like Bailey, Matos, Luciano, Webb, and their development, their drafting, those are positives and those are legitimate wins that this that this uh, current front office absolutely has the right to champion and say, hey, look, we did this. I'm not taking away from that. But at the same time, it's not enough. Things need to change. So Shasky, I want to give you the floor here first. What is something that you want to see change With this organization, the rules, you can't say the manager, you can't say the general manager, you can't say the president of baseball operations, you can't say the owners, and you can't say the presence of Ross Stripling because those are all going to be coming back next year. (laughs) After that, anything can be changed for next year. What do you got? Go.
2: I'm changing out the GM. Like, that's what I'm doing. I said that was one of the things you couldn't change. I know, but that's what I want to do. You know (laughs) what I'd like to see them do? and I know everybody's dying to see all these young players, I'd like to see them make a mega play for Juan Soto. Mm. That's what I would like to see them do. And I'm using him as an example. I, I'm sure we could make a list of other people on a short list that we would like to trade for. I'd like to see them start by trading for someone under team contract, even though he's only got one year after this uh, under team deal, Juan Soto, get someone in here and have a $500, $400 million check ready to go for them. I mean, mm-hmm. if you put him in the outfield for the next decade, is anyone complaining? Probably not. I think that's a good, you, you bring up a good point there. I'd like to see them gut a little bit of their farm and be bold and just do something that shows me you've got cajones. I like that.
0: And I think there's something to be said about that too, because you, you, you brought up the whole, the, the merit between, you know, trying to compete while rebuilding and the, the nobility behind it. I, I like that the giants try to compete and rebuild, Partially because it's what Brian Sabian uh, tried to do from 2005 to 2008 when the Giants kind of went through not a major rebuild, but they went through a solid rebuild during that time. And they were a 70-win team basically uh, each year during those four, that four-year run. And there's a lot of discontent over Brian Sabian over that time. I wanted Sabian gone during that time because it just it felt like there was no vision forward, even though there was. I was just too young and naive to see it. But part of the reason why you were able to kind of – make that run not be so awful is because you had attractions. In yeah. 2005, 2006, and 2007, Barry Bonds was still very much an attraction. Whether it I means, A, he's Barry Bonds, but B, this is a 71 team, but you're looking, you're, you're, you're doing a home run chase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the whole concept of competing while rebuilding becomes a lot easier to sell when you have an attraction in that lineup to where it's like, and I know this is not rocket science, I'm not saying anything new here, there's a lot of no duh here, But yeah, if you had a guy like a Juan Soto in that lineup, I think it's a lot easier to stomach these mediocre seasons because it's exciting to watch on a day to day basis. Logan Webb is very fun to watch on the days that he pitches. Camilo Duval is very fun to watch on those opportunities when he does come out to pitch. But you need a bat in that lineup. And Patrick Bailey is probably two, three years away from getting there at the earliest. Um, I like you said the the Braves without Acuna. Even with, you know, all the other guys in the lineup. And they're incredible. incredible. They're Co- loaded. Yeah. But are they the same? No, they're not. It's like the Dodgers are not the same. If you take, you know, Mookie Betts away at this yes. point, the Dodgers are not the same. Uh, the Mariners
2: are in no way, shape, or form they, the Mariners. You take but away that's what I Dodgers. want to see them do. I think they need to just stomach it. And even if those prospects end up being great, who cares? You need to fast track and get someone in your stadium because this fan base... Will not get sold over by this ownership group and this front office without getting a dude. They need yeah. one dude. Start there.
0: Yeah. I like you said, Juan Soto, a name that I brought up in the past is Luis Robert over at uh, the Chicago White Sox. Okay. 36 37 home runs right now. He would be far and away the best hitter in this library. He's 25 years old. I love that. Four years control left. I like that. The White Sox are going nowhere fast. No way he enjoys being there. I mean, I like that sucks there. Why not? You know, and I'm gonna give Farhan credit. I think he could swing a deal like that without giving up all the pro like he could probably swing a deal like that for a Luis Robert or a Juan Soto, and at the end we'll be like, Oh, well, hey, Kyle Harrison's still here. I'm okay with that. Or all right, he didn't give up Luis Maltos. I'm very happy. You know, like I do believe that Farhan has negotiating chops. In that sense, I mean, this is the guy who unloaded an entire Mark Melanson contract and got Tristan Beck back in return. Like, I, I, I talk about deal, that deal a lot because that was in 2019 when he had no leverage and he still pulled that off. Give me that Farhan. Another change I want to see is what the hell is going on with this team and fatigue. Uh, Taylor Wirth wrote a really great article for uh, NBC Sports Bay Area over the weekend. Prairie talk about how the Giants just look lifeless right now. I think you are seeing like the pitching staff is starting to run on fumes again. The hitters are running on fumes again. And if this all sounds familiar, it's because we were having the same conversation at the end of the first half when guys were gassed. And I asked Gabe Kapler on the last day of the first how half. How could they be gassed when they're all playing every other day? I don't understand. I don't think they're even playing that much more than any other team. Like, that's what's they've weird. they've got that's one guy
2: weird. who's on pace for one hundred and thirty games. J.D. Davis.
0: Exactly. Just how are they tired? It makes no sense. What is going on with your, <laughs> your nutrition? What is going <laughs> on behind it. the scenes? This is something that you knew you had to deal I with. I asked a Kapler about this at the end of the first half last year. And this is again when the Rockies were in town on that last Sunday, the first half. This is what he had to say.
3: Our team is like all the other teams in in baseball. So we don't have any like specific formula to to keep guys fresh, healthy and not get tired. It's 162 games. Players are going to get tired. I think the goal is to limit as much of that as possible and that's by getting guys as many off days as possible when we can, getting them off their feet in pre-game work if possible, if there's too much pre-game work going on. It's striking the right balance between staying sharp and durable and also like backing off when necessary. So, it's not that dissimilar to weight training or sprints, right? If you're if you're training training with weights, you have to get the right amount of training so that your muscles can build themselves back up and and grow but you can't overdo it if you overdo it then they're just constantly in this broken down state and you're trying to find the right balance it would be true for running sprints as well you guys are going out and and running eight to ten sprints a day they're never going to have a chance to recover but if it's six one day eight the next an off day six again maybe climbing to nine and then backing off for a couple of days there's this progression that takes place and baseball is not an event that you can control as perfectly as those two uh, two other things. But we think about it in a similar fashion, the right amount of training and the right amount of rest in as good a balance as we can come up with.
0: So you clearly understand the concept of how to keep guys fresh. And yet here we are wondering if you actually are able to keep guys fresh. It's just like, come on, you guys, like this cannot be the problems that we're running into. It's like it's small things like this that this coaching staff is supposed to know how to handle and they're not handling it. Another thing that's really concerning me is the communication right now. You have all these coaches and yet you got guys like Shamanaya. I don't know what my role is. Ryan Walker. I just kind of do at some point what they tell me to do. Ross Stripling. Am I on the IL or am I not? When am I going to start? When am I not? I mean, these are like kind of small miscommunications in a vacuum, but For a a coaching staff that really values communication, puts so much emphasis on communication. I remember at the end of last year, I asked Gabe Kapler, what's the thing you really want to focus on going into this offseason? He says, we want to make sure we're really in communication with our players because we value communication that much. Yeah. And now we're talking about massive communication breakdowns with these players, and that's what's leading to the frustration. Like, something needs to change is actually be as good at communicating as you say you are. Wow.
2: I, I I have a hard time quantifying if they're good or if they're not, or if these are just select individuals who are going rogue and they would have been problems because they're underperforming. Like it's, it's really tough for me to gauge this, but Sam, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's mm-hmm. usually how I operate. And there tends to be a lot of chatter, like a lot of chatter, like what's gone great for them. I, everyone keeps all, oh, they played so many rookies. Okay, Bailey's I mean, that's good. not really working out anymore. I mean, the well, rookies were, I think, a legitimate bright spot. Yeah, but like Blake Sable's not like to me. Okay, great example. Blake Sable's not a normal rookie. He is a rule five guy that you lose if you drop, right? I'm sure if they if he had to stay on the roster, okay, uh, or had not had the rule five thing where he has to stay on the roster, he would have been sent back down too. Mm-hmm. He's got mediocre numbers. They're fine. I'm not here to rip him. Like, but to act like he's on the same level of other, Corbin Carroll's a rookie. Are they are they ju- are they judged the same? Corbin Carroll yeah. is having a monster season, and I and I get it. There's levels to this, but like, what are we talking about? Like, is Blake Sable even going to be on this team in a year from now? I, it, I mean, here's the thing. Here's another question. Like, if, that's the way if, I view if rookies. They let Blake Sable go.
0: Is it what are the odds that they could let Blake Sable go and he would clear waivers and be able to go I don't to know.
2: play? I, I don't know.
0: I mean, can you unequivocally say right now, if you let Blake Sable go, he will get picked up. Like, I don't think you can unequivocally say yes to that. I mean, so look at like their lineup. Mitch Haniger.
2: It's an entire lineup. Mitch Hanniger, J.D. Davis, Mikey Strumski, all guys that real legitimate playoff teams that are division winners say, I like that guy coming off my bench. Probably. Yeah, I think maybe Haniger could probably crack the lineup for I don't know the the Reds
0: on a day when Will Benson's you know on the IL, but the Reds are playing real
2: rookies every day. They really are, and they're fun when they're doing it as well. It just they look like and the they've L- Ru- and they allowed Ellie De La Cruz to go up and down. They said we're just we're here for the Ellie De La Cruz movement. Yeah. And there was like, yeah, why can't we create a move? Like there was a
0: moment where I felt like, yeah, let's get the Patrick Bailey movement going. And I guess for a while, yeah, Patrick Bailey, he really was that guy that was jazzing fans up. Yes. On the one hand, it's hard with a catcher. You got to really manage his workload. Kaplers came on the show and he talked about how, you know, if Patrick, if Patrick Bailey's sitting, it's not because we want to bench him. It's because we need to rest him and keep him fresh. I can respect that. But that is kind of a a, a, a hole the Giants are kind of playing in there. So, yes. But at the same time, still let's jazz up Patrick Bailey. This is an organization that literally had Buster Posey as his franchise face for a decade. So, yeah, show me something there. Um, another thing I like to see change is I want I just the, the pitching usage. The usage of the starting pitchers has to be different. For a team that has done so well with starting pitching the last couple of years. I'll write this year off as like okay, things broke down and didn't work out the way they wanted to, but like you got to get more length. I mentioned the Tom Verducci article. Uh, he brought up some uh, couple interesting pitching nuggets. Shasky, on average, starting pitchers have averaged seventy-two pitches per start. That is right. the worst in baseball. Uh, Forty-three times a starting pitcher has gone three innings or less. The next team has thirty such outings. So you know, they're they're approaching. So the record. For such starts, the Rays in 18 and 19, I think they had 73 and 51 such outings. Like, that's the the, the area the Giants are approaching right now. The Giants pitching staff, their record, ready for this one, their starting pitching record is 27 and 45. uh, How? How? That would be the hands-down worst record for a starting rotation to make the playoffs. The franchise worst, like the worst starting rotation win-loss record in Giants' 160-year franchise history, 36-63 and 63 back in 1984. They are worse than the early 80s Giants in that regard. You never they lost like early 80s Giants. Was the 90 games in 84? 100 yeah, games in they lost 100 the next year. Um, this is the third time in six years the Giants have only had one starting pitcher qualify for the ERA title. Granted, Logan Webb doing it with a bang by leading the league in ERA, or not ERA, in uh, innings pitched. And for the record, if Logan Webb was on literally any other team, he'd he'd be be a 15 to 20-game winner. He would be getting legitimate Cy Young. He's going to get Cy Young votes this year. Uh, He's probably not going to get any first-place votes. He might crack the top five. He's going to get Cy Young votes this year, and he will absolutely have earned them. Um, That's right there. Uh, Hitting-wise, the Giants have used 13 players in the three spot. So that's another thing I want. Can I get some consistent lineups here? Like, I need the same guy hitting the same spot every day. Look at the Dodgers lineup. You know he's
2: hitting one, two, three every day. Nobody's good enough. Like, they're just good enough to be two out of five day players, three out Mm -hmm. of five day players. You know what I mean? You were talking about Mania the other day in the group thread. You're like, he's just not good enough to be a starter. I could say that about every guy on the roster outside of like
0: two or three. I mean, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I still like to believe there's a starting pitcher buried deep within Ross Stripling. I definitely do not see it within Shaw Here's the thing with Shaw that I want to see change because I say you can't change Ross Stripling. You can change Shaw though. What I want to see is give Shaw starts here at the end of the year, hope he pitches well enough to where you can be like, hey, if you come back next year, you're not going to be a starter. So you should exercise that opt-out. That's what I'm doing If I'm the Giants. I'm saying flat out because he said, he's been on the record saying, I want to be a starter. Yeah, because he wants his money. If I'm the Giants, I'm saying you will not start here. So do you want your $15 or
2: do you want to start and let him wrestle? Sam, we've got 12 games left. 12 games left. Huge series against Arizona. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen?
0: They'll probably split these two. And when that happens, then you're playing for pride after that. I think you have to sweep. This series in Arizona, if you want any shot of making the playoffs, not sweep this series, you're back in the chase. It's sweep this series, and you can still live the fight another day this weekend when you go to L.A. I think that's where you're at right now. God, so I got two things before I get out of here. Yeah, one is one last thing they need to change. Uh, Chess, you've been you've made it to games this year, right? Mm hmm. You know, the song they play before, you know, everyone comes out in the field. -hmm. You know, they go, damn. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little Uzi Vert song called Just Wanna Rock. Can we change the song, please? One, it's stupid. And then two, you know who uses that song when they take the field besides the freaking Philadelphia Eagles? Are we for real, Giants? Come on now. We're using the same song as the freaking Eagles. Like, show me you have no awareness of your fan base without showing me you have no awareness of your fan base. Come on now. So. That's where we're at right now. Shasky, my last question. This is something that our digital uh, manager, Whitley Sandretto, wanted me to ask you. How often are you thinking about the Roman Empire
2: these days? I, I mean, I'm, why? Just just, just curious. I, I, I would think about it from time to time. I actually love history. Why? What, what, where are we going with this?
0: Oh, no. It's just something that, that Whitley, our, our social media queen, wanted me to ask you. So I had to get that across there. We've been asking well, everybody I that. Mean,
2: so. the, the Roman Empire, you know, I mean. Rome wasn't built in the day. What would you like to know? They specialized in aqueducts and arches. I heard they were they were very
0: big on analytics, but not so much on platooning back in those the early Roman Empire days. I
2: know that they were very big on astronomy and other things, and they stole ideas and concepts from other people. The Roman Empire was also one of the originators of the sausage because they would take animals from all the different corners of their empire to show how vast their region was, and they would mash it up and put it into lamb and sheepskin casings, uh, sheep casings, and the more exotic the sausage, the more powerful you were as a king. Interesting, coming right? A, coming from a true sausage guy.
0: Anyway, um, anyway, so yeah, this has been episode seventy-six of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Love you, buddy. Very strong, just go like Giants Sunday. We'll see what the Giants do this week. Until then, we will catch you on the next one.
2: Go Giants!